You're listening to Music Tectonics. Welcome back to Music Tectonics, where we go beneath the surface of music and tech. I'm your host, Dimitri Pizza, and I'm also the founder and CEO of Rock, Paper, Scissors, which is a PR firm that specializes in music and technology. And this last year or two, we've seen an explosion of amazing music creation and collaboration. So many interesting things have happened as people have had more time to either build cool tools or use cool tools. And so I'm super excited today for our guests from a uh, a new collaboration tool called Beat Connect. Uh, I'd like to welcome to the show Alex Turbid, the co-founder of Beat Connect. How you doing, Alex? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Great to have you here. And Dave JX, you're the CMO at Beat Connect. What's up, Dave? Uh, not a whole lot. Glad to be here. Awesome. Glad to have you. So let's dive in. Alex, how do you describe Beat Connect to newcomers who've never heard of it? So Beat Connect is a creative musical hub. If you're looking to do anything remotely or in real time with uh, some of your collaborators, BeConnect is basically a one-stop shop for all your needs. And the beauty of what we've developed with BeConnect is that it's going to work with pretty much any workflow. So if you're a singer, songwriter, uh, you're a pianist, you just really need to open the software and connect. And if you're a producer and you're working with a specific DAW, It'll work with any DOS. We're not going to force you out of your comfort zone. It's really just a layer on top for you to have a shared environment to create and collaborate in. So like the first the first level of Beat Connect is you're on your favorite DAW, Digital Audio Workstation. Somebody else is on their favorites. You've always wanted to work together, but it's been kind of hard because you have different workflows and different systems. Beat Connect's like a bridge for those two artists or creators or producers. Taking the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, it's exactly that. We, uh, it, it was a huge technical challenge to just get it to work because as we know, the DAWs have been, you know, rain for the last 20 years. They decide what happens, what's compatible with what. Uh, and we found a pretty ele elegant solution that also doesn't, uh, uh, isn't limited by the latency because we're really mimicking the creative workflow of producers and singers and songwriters. So it's not a, uh, a type of deal where you go one, two, three, and everybody has to do it at the same time. Because let's be honest, with the reality of what the internet is today, there's always going to be some hiccup with latency. Rather, what we're doing is we allow people to have an environment when they can, where they can layer tracks and they can layer sound on top of each other, uh, regardless of what they're using as tools or what VSTs they're using, because we are capturing all of the sounds and we're centralizing it in a shared environment for people to work in. It's so, I mean, I love that you use the word elegant because it seems like such a simple solution. It's like, why doesn't this already exist? But obviously you also mentioned, you know, there's different companies and they have different standards and mm -hmm. um, integrations and things like that. But uh, I'm sure coming up with this wasn't elegant on the back end. But, but as you oh, say, it, it's like, oh, this makes so much sense. <laughs> It, it has been, I'm going to straight up say it has been like a nightmare development-wise <laughs> to get it there. A year and a half of R&D because let's say there, are, let's just isolate the DAWs for a second. Let's say there are 20 DAWs out there. You take one, you need to test it with the 19 others to make sure that it's going to work. So most of what we've developed, yes, there's an algorithm. Yes, there's some IP behind BConnect, but it's also a lot of lessons learned and just trial and error to get it to where it is today. And we're really proud of it because let me tell you, it's been nothing but a rough road to get there. And today we have an extremely stable product that works with pretty much every DAW that supports VST3, AAX, and AU. 
So Alex, what's your background? How did how did how did this lead to the development of BeatConnect? Oh boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm a mechanical engineer by trade who uh, did his MBA because I've realized pretty soon that uh, engineering wasn't for me. Uh, not taking anything away from engineering, but uh, things were always a bit too slow for me in uh, the big firms. <laughs> so I, I knew right away that I wanted to start a business. I've always been very vocal about it wherever I was working. You know, if people wanted to kind of like seize the opportunity and do something. And uh, that opportunity actually came along when I was working for CBC, which is a Canadian broadcasting uh, network, which is like a open source kind of like a news, uh, news center in Canada. And that's where I met my partner and co-founder, uh, Nicholas uh, Laroche, who basically was and is the heart of BeatConnect when it comes to music. Hmm. He's the one that is the musician. He's He's got a, an insane background. You know, he was like writing, recording music uh, in Montreal. He was uh, the one in the heart of winter, kind of going door to door, going up the icy stairs and trying to sell CDs. And he's, yeah, I know, it's it's pretty insane. And he's also a very, very accomplished technical developer. So together we kind of isolated, okay, what could be a great opportunity within the music landscape? Because we both wanted to create something and I loved his ideas and I loved the way he was looking at music as, as this industry that is ripe for disruption and ripe for a new kind of technological age that we've seen in gaming and that we've seen all, the, all over the place. So we just jumped head in into this thing. I, I'm more of the business side. He's more of the product side. And we just complement each other really well. What were you doing at CBC? Were you on the audio engineering side? <laughs> I was uh, doing, uh, and uh, strap yourself in, <laughs> I was a personalization strategist. So I used to work a lot in big data. And since we are coming to a point where there's not going to be any cookies allowed or like third-party cookies in your browsers, a lot of companies are looking to revamp their whole engagement experience to get people to log in and acquire first-party data so they don't have to kind of buy it in from third-party source and then be in a bad position when it comes to selling advertisement. So I was uh, I was an ad guy, if you want to put it this way. Yeah, but it's interesting to think from a data perspective and also user experience as, as you dive into the music side of things as well. So Alex, how are people using BeatConnect so far? How's it changing the way they work? It's incredible to see actually how vast the use cases are because it's it's often the case when you start a product you build something you have a very clear use case in mind uh for us it was the bedroom producers the people that are doing music at home not necessarily the the professionals uh we just really wanted to create this bridge to make it easy for people to have fun you know regardless of where they are and to that i can say that we've accomplished it because from back to early 2020 when we launched it, I can say that the very few uh, people we were testing with at the time, they were 100% bedroom producers. There's this guy I remember who uh, who was literally crying on the screen when we were testing because for him, this was a way to reconnect with his, with his old buddies. You know, he was like uh, mid forties. He was telling us, you know, right now life is basically just work, get back home, take care of the kids. And then at nine, I can have like a bit of peace before going back to sleep and rinse and repeating. And he saw this as this opportunity to finally get back into music, get back to his craft. And it, it basically fueled us to kind of like push the envelope and see where we could take it. Today, it's it's everything from jamming sessions between blues guitarists, which I've talked to in the past and I <laughs> seem to like that use case, to education. We uh, were working with uh, uh, a great professor from uh, Berkeley Music School 
who's specifically operating from Spain, but had students all over the place, all over the world. And she was completely freaking out because she has to manage all of those different folders for all of the stems and everything that's happening with all of her students. So she sees BitConnect as this opportunity to centralize all of those different workflows and just operate from one place. So education, jamming, there's obviously the opportunity to create full songs, which we're still in the process of working with some artists. But most of all, it's just people having fun. Makes makes total sense. I, I like your story about the uh, the guy who wanted to reconnect with his buddies. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic on the podcast, we started talking, we were talking to different collaborative tools a lot kind of on the jam jamming side, which is tough with the with the latency. Um, but it's interesting to just hear regardless of whether you're locked down because of a pandemic, just because life changed, you have kids, whatever. You, this is a, you know, it just unlocks all these possibilities of remote collaboration, which I think that story really locks in. Dave, what are you, what are you seeing from users? I mean, you're in the marketing lead. I, I'm curious to see what kind of use cases you're seeing or, or how it's changing the way creators are working. Well, the, well, the pick off, pick up where Alex just left off. Um, you know, we talk about the opportunity that people have to collaborate, to participate in music production, to participate in collaborative music production, like they maybe couldn't before. And we use the example of the pandemic, but like Alex just said, there are other reasons why people don't do things right? And there's other reasons why people can't do things, right? And I use the example of somebody that I know who, for one reason or another, doesn't love to be on stage, loves to make music, loves to write music, doesn't want to be on stage to do it, right? And it's not necessarily only about performing, but it's not only not about that too. So this unlocks possibilities for him. But to me, and this is a very hard thing to measure, I think about it in terms of staying in the zone, right? Um, early on in my involvement with BConnect, I made a joke about the Postal Service and how they made that first record 20 years ago, or I think it was like 18 years ago. And fundamentally, they were sending things back and forth in a literal mail, right? And it's funny how little things have changed, right? You know, if 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 without BConnect, if Alex and I wanted to work together, we'd be sending stems back and forth with email email, something that has existed for a billion years, right? It would be stems and we transfer, you send it or whatever. And so many things can happen between when I send that, when I get that thing ready to send to him and when it gets to him, right? He could be at the computer. He can go pick up the phone. He can have to have dinner. He can, okay, I'm tired of waiting for this. I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to go and do this. I'm going to do that. And that takes us out of the zone. And I know it's an esoteric thing to talk about and think about, but staying in that creative zone and staying in that creative flow is incredibly important. Number one, it's efficient, but it's incredibly important when you're vibing with somebody, when you're jamming with somebody, when you're having an exchange of ideas or what, what if we did it like this? And what if we did it like this? You know, it's the difference between being on a phone call and mailing a letter. You know what I mean? It, 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 it's, it keeps you rooted in that moment. Now, I'm not saying that everybody has to have the same work experience, but we think everybody should have the choice and they didn't really have that choice before B connect. Right. I'm not certain. I'm not sitting around saying, Hey, look, we, we save the world. It's like, that's not what it is, but B connects about possibilities, you know, and, and the more possibilities artists have, the more art gets created and the more music gets created. That's, I mean, that's super interesting. I mean, just this whole concept of synchronous versus asynchronous workflows and the fact that we've got faster internet speeds, um, that we're so connected in so many other ways um, than we were before opens up this possibility that then all of a sudden you're like, wait, it feels more like we're together in this. 
Yeah, and and I think it's important to note that you you talk about synchronous versus asynchronous. BeConnect works both ways. Mm. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Whereas before, you really only had the one way, mm-hmm. and now you have the option, and options are everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that unlocks the collaboration possibility, also unlocks creativity and, and things like that too. Cool. Awesome. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to hear a little bit about what kind of reaction you're getting now that you've got this out in the marketplace. We'll be right back. Whoa, the ideas are flying fast on this episode. If you want to follow up on anything we're talking about today, we've made it easy. Head over to musictectonics.com and find this episode on the podcast page. You'll see show notes full of links and a timestamp roadmap of the conversation. We're not responsible for internet rabbit holes you tumble down in the process. Now, let's get back to the conversation. Okay, we are back. And Alex, as I said before the break, I wanted to ask you, what kind of reaction are you getting from others in the music technology space from Beat Connect now that you've launched it? So going at it from a, uh, let's say a very business perspective, the, the, I think the biggest value prop that we're getting out of BeatConnect uh, from, uh, from that angle is that we are at the heart of the creative flow. And what I mean by that is, is going back to the technical aspect of, of working within a DAW is that there are not a whole lot of softwares that are cross compatible with the DAWs. Therefore, if you're creating a piece or you're, you're working on your song and you need a specific sound or you need an effect or you need to collaborate with somebody and do something or, or a service, you need to step out. You need to go on a website. You need to look for it. You need to audition. You need to then buy it, download it, and then you can go back to your DAW and actually do uh, whatever you want it to do. BeatConnect is directly integrated into that flow. So all of the players that have a, an ecosystem of product or that are selling these these commodities to the average musician see tremendous value in what we've just built because they can now funnel their value proposition through BeatConnect directly through the users. Obviously, this has generated a lot of discussion uh, with uh, potential partners, with uh, licensing agreements and whatnot. Uh, those discussions are, are still ongoing. I'm not going <laughs> to reveal with who or... <laughs> This uh, this is under a non-disclosure agreement, but the bottom line is that I think this is kind of a uh, the Pandora's box, if you will, that that we want to unleash over the next couple of years is that everything needs to be at the fingertip of the musicians. It, it sh- there's no reason that you would have to break that creative flow to go outside and then have to come back into it when with today with all the technology that we have, if we can just provide it when you need it and curate it so that you get exactly what you need when you need it. Yeah, um, that makes that makes total sense. So people are people are taking notice and they're trying to figure out how to how to how to jump on board, I guess, huh? That's that's it. We've we've had uh, two types of reactions. Either they want to work with us or they want to They say, <laughs> they "Oh shit." <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like, "Well, if you're not with me, you're my enemy." So at, at this point we've had again both uh, nobody's been able to do what we're doing so far. And I have to give props to our engineering team because let me let me say that loud and clear. Sound engineering and everything that is related to sound digitally is extremely complicated. So the, the skill set that we developed in-house is very sought after. And I think that's, that's honestly one of the biggest reactions that we've had on the market is how did they manage to do it? How is this actually functional and working today? 
And obviously there's a lot of work to be done still because the possibilities and, and just the product development side is, is always ongoing. It's an iterative process. But what we have today still make is still making the big players kind of turn their head and be like, oh, okay, we we kind of have to we kind of have to take into consideration what's happening here if we don't want to be left in the dust. Hmm. Yeah, sounds like you're onto something if that's the kind of reaction you're, you're getting. <laughs> Let, let's let's widen this out, Dave. I want to go back a little bit to to some of the things we were talking about. What's happening right now in in the world of music and sound and society as a whole that makes Beat Connect relevant right now? Um, so there's this thing called the pandemic, <laughs> right? Um, and no, so, but, but honestly, like it's a joke, but it's not a joke, right? Yeah. The pandemic, you can't escape it. It has changed the way we live. It has changed the way we work. It has changed the way we do pretty much everything. Right. Um, and it's, it's hard to get around that, but it's not necessarily the worst thing in the world when, when, when you, when you consider all of the things that it unlocks, right? I, I think of like all of the great relationships that, kind of got renewed, like all of a sudden you couldn't see everybody. So all of a sudden you had, maybe you, you talk to people a little bit more somehow, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and with respect to Be Connect and music and whatever, right? It's harder to go to the jam space. It's harder to go to your buddy's place um, when there's a global health emergency outside your door. You know, I'm not a germaphobe by any stretch of the imagination, but I think twice about going places that I don't have to go, that I don't absolutely have to go because, you know, like our lives have been changed. But, you know, then I look at the interactive element of the Internet and how more and more people are interacting with more and more people in more contexts, whether that's social media or network gaming or in my own experience, I'm in a whole bunch of different discords related to collecting and collectibles. Right. And that is something that has really sort of opened my eyes to the capacity for people to want to talk to each other and share ideas and share hobbies and share thoughts and whatever, you know, it's human nature to want to connect and it's human nature to want to talk to like-minded people about things you have in common and explore common interests and work together towards common goals. And that doesn't necessarily have to mean artistic goals, but in our context, obviously that is, that is part of it. Right. So I come from the agency world um, where collaboration is something like a buzzword, you know, it's oh yeah, collaboration is key. Collaboration is important, whatever. And then, Coming out of the agency world, I remember, oh, well, you know what? Collaboration actually is a thing and it actually is an important thing. And it actually is sort of one of the reasons why we're here, right? Two heads are better than one. And the more unique experience and points of view a given creative project can have the better. You know, we talk a lot about how television and film require more inclusivity and diversity and Be Connect helps further those ideas and those ideals too. Why? Because we're a tool about accessibility. We want to make music and music technology and collaboration and working together and experiencing each other's uh, uh, cultures and talents and whatever. We want to make it easier, right? Music doesn't stay in lanes. Culture doesn't stay in lanes. And B-Connect makes sure that the people who don't want to stay in lanes have an opportunity to not do that. That's, 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 that's kind of how I feel about everything that we do, you know? Accessibility is so important in so many contexts, but in our context, I've said this since the beginning of working at B-Connect. The world is better with more music in it. And anything that we do is to that end, to put more music into the world, to connect more people, to you know collaborate and make more music so that more people can listen to music, you know? And that sounds simplistic, but it's honestly how I feel. I, like, you know, I'm, I'm an old music head, you know? You and I can talk about, you know, like I have a, strangely enough, I've got a Cougar Mellencamp record like sitting next to me for no reason. <laughs> you know, like it's just, you know, it's just, you grow up and you kind of just be who you are and this is who I ended up somehow, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that is true about the, the, the pandemic kind of opening our eyes to possibilities. First of all, you're stuck at home and then you kind of get used to it and you're like, well, this is convenient. You, Yeah, sure, I could go across town, but I kind of like where I am right now. And and uh, and, and then the, the flip side of, of, well, when you have these geographic blockages that some of which go back and, you know, to historical uh, limitations that do come to issues of diversity and equity and, and things like that. You open up access by by almost like creating a, a hyperspace opportunity for people not to have to be in the same place at the same time to 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 work. I, I wrote an article a bunch of years ago um, for a newspaper here in Canada, and I wrote something to the effect of, you know, geography is destiny, right? Mm-hmm. And then yesterday in a meeting, I said something about the tyranny of geography. Right. And if there's something amazing about the internet, it kind of makes geography not exist to a degree. And it behooves all of us who are creative people and who are making things to solve problems or to augment the human experience to think in those terms, right? The tyranny mm-hmm. of geography. Let's make, let make it not matter where you are. Let's not, let's make it not matter what you can afford, you know? Um, and, and that's very important to me, like as a person, like even if, if we were not talking about B-Connect, you and I could be having this conversation because it's it's incredibly important. It's interesting. We're hearing so much about the the transition to the metaverse as a, a, a means of interaction. It's almost like B-Connect is the DAW audio production suite that's one step away from the metaverse. Because once you're in there, in that creative flow, working together with somebody else, you feel like you're in the same space. And uh, and so it's really interesting to hear what you what you say about geography there, Dave. Alex, what do you think about this? Uh, what, what else is in, in, in the world that's making Beat Connect relevant to, to the now? There's, uh, there's something called the creator industry that is uh, shaping. I'm sure you've heard about it. It's not just in music. It's pretty much everywhere. Like, I... I I would say it's a byproduct again of uh, of the uh, the pandemic, but I think it was already in motion before, and it's just accelerated this whole development, this whole industry. People are realizing their worth. People are realizing that they can monetize whatever their skill set is online, and they can do it remotely. The space for that, in terms of uh, music uh, music creation, existed before, but it was really on a connection level. It was like a uh, a phone book, you know, we, there was a website that would give you court and like the, 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 the email and the skill set of somebody that was willing to work on a project for you. But that was about it. You connect people and then you let them do their thing, but it's always going to be a one-way street. You tell him what to do. He produces something and you do back and forth. I think that we have a great opportunity with uh, some of the product that we're working in right now and that we're going to be releasing to be a big part of this industry by enabling the huge gray zone between the people who just want to make music for fun and the one that want to monetize their talent at the highest level to actually leverage their skill set and 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 work online with like-minded people who basically want to learn, who want to finish products, who want to hire a a keyboardist for whatever kind of project that they have and and this is honestly just again good timing because <laughs> there is no way that we could have foreseen that when we launched Beconnect 2 years ago. But damn, the timing is so good right now that, uh, you know, it's it's just a matter of pivoting into what we see the industry doing. And this is honestly a big, big, uh, big shift that's coming to the uh, creator industry. 
Yeah, I think you're right. I think that that shift was happening before, but we've just seen it accelerate as as people have more time to be creative or or actually a lot of reflection of sort of like who they want to be in the world and how they want to create and how they want to have an impact and so forth. Super interesting. Dave, I'm curious. So so we talked a little bit about why it's relevant now. What do you think will change in music and audio as more people can collaborate in this way across DAWs using something like BeatConnect? I mean, to be frank, it might be the end of gatekeeping. Hmm. You know, like no, no disrespect to traditional manufacturers of DAWs and other music tech software, but BeConnect wouldn't exist and probably wouldn't need to if making music was easier and more affordable and more accessible to more people, right? Gatekeeping hmm. is great for business. It's better for business than it is for people, right? It's better for business than it is for people who patronize those businesses and use their products, right? Um, if I can channel Nick here, uh, BeConnect is about removing the pain points of the music tech experience. It's about removing the gray ponytails. He likes to say gray ponytails, but <laughs> you understand the point that he's making, right? There is this, there is this experience of culture on the whole that some people just don't feel entitled to, mm -hmm. right? That they don't feel like they belong to, they don't belong in, right? Um, you know, I, 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 I thought about this just a second ago. I, I use the, ex the experience of like a weight room right? You go to the gym and then maybe you're not like a big muscle bro and you feel like, oh, this is not a place for me. And I, that's how I felt, you know, 20 years ago, the first time I went to a gym. And then you realize more and more the people don't care about what you look like. You just go and you lift your weights, you shower, you leave, right? Um, music kind of, you know, sort of, I, I've worked in and around music for almost 20 years at the beginning. I walked in and I was like, oh, this is not for me because nobody looks like me or nobody sounds like me or whatever. And then, you know, you grow up and you realize that it's for everybody, right? That is, that is an experience that is not, not necessarily amenable or not, not necessarily relatable to a lot of people. But in terms of like technical gatekeeping, technological gatekeeping, that is somebody, something that everybody can understand, you know? Oh, sorry, this is incompatible with that. Oh, sorry, you need to get a new driver so that you can print that thing or whatever, right? We're about as a company, we're about making things more accessible, but in terms of things that can prospectively and will prospectively change going forward, you gotta figure that any sort of boundaries and obstacles that exist that prevent people from doing things are gonna slowly and slowly and slowly recede, right? Um, and like I said, like that's how it should be. You know, no disrespect to people who make a buck by keeping certain people on the other side of one fence. Like that's, <laughs> that's kind of how a lot of business works. But the dongles, I, I keep thinking about. The yeah, dongles. no, I was, I didn't want to say it. Uh, Alex, you, Alex has <laughs> got to explain you this because Nick, Nick has this thing did about he dongles. Dongle? <laughs> he did oh, yeah, say dongles. You, this you is the dongle that. cast, the dongle cast with dongle JX, right? Yeah, so, mate. so Alex can tell you about Nick's thing with dongles because so, it is actually quite important. I, I like, again, I'm not going to name any company or whatever that, that does that, but some companies force you to buy a USB dongle with a key on it. So if you want to use the software that they're selling, you can't just download it. You need to go to the store, buy the USB dongle, put it on your computer, and it needs to permanently stay there because the moment you remove it, you will not be able to open the software again. So the key is literally a physical key. Gotcha. So you guys well, use it, that as a metaphor for... for and it's 2021. It's gatekeeping. Yeah. I, I, I can't understand how this practice is still acceptable in today's day and age. Well, we talk about the tyranny of geography. A lot of people, you know, it, it's funny. I, I always use this example of a friend of mine. Um, 
when we were growing up, he's the only lefty in our group growing up and he didn't have enough money to buy a left-handed guitar. Right. So he learned how to play left hand. He learned how to play guitar by flipping a right-handed guitar upside down. So mm. the thick strings on the bottom, the skinny strings on the top. You get older, now you can afford a left-hand guitar, but you don't know how to do it because you've learned it wrong all the way, right? And you got to relearn it again. I think that to a certain extent, there's like a little bit of the of that going on with music tech, but also a lot of a lot of other industries that sort of gatekeep their products or whatever, because we're so used to it being one way that we can't put in our heads that it could be a different way. Um, one of the things that I have thought I, I don't have hard evidence about this but i i am 99.9 percent .9 sure that i'm right is that the handful of people i've told beat connect about beat connect rather whose wigs didn't flip i was like oh how come how come how come they didn't lose your mind just then i just told you this amazing thing when alex and nick uh, and 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 johan told me about beat connect i was just like my eyes went huge like cartoon huge and i thought about why somebody somebody's eyes wouldn't go cartoon huge. And I think that it's somewhere between, I didn't know that this could be this way. I didn't know it could be this way. And wait, that doesn't exist already. It's like an incredulous, it's an incredulity, right? It's like, why wouldn't that exist already? And, 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 and I, if I can speak for everybody to be connect, we're like, yeah, why doesn't this exist? Oh, it doesn't. Well, we're just going to make it then. It's super interesting on music tectonics as we see this convergence of kind of the recording and live sides of the music, the monetization side with the creator side and bring in more companies like you guys that are making tools for creating music that you guys all seem to be on this mission. There seems to be like a serious like passion for bringing access to the people. And it's super interesting to see um, on the music creation side, that's where a lot of the innovation is happening right now. Um, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, I wanna hear about where Beat Connect is heading next. We'll be right back. What's up, beautiful listeners? I've got a question for you. What do you wanna hear next? Let me know at pages.musictectonics.com slash feedback. Suggest future guests and music tech topics you want to hear us cover and tell us how we're doing. Again, that's pages.musictectonics.com slash feedback. Look forward to hearing from you. Okay, right before the break, I mentioned that uh, in addition to onboarding more users, which I'm sure is something Beat Connect's working on, I'm curious where else is Beat Connect heading next? Dave, you want to take that one first? Yeah, yeah, and 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 this is this is something that's near and dear to my my heart because I, I'm kind of curating it. We we've got a we've got a product called Beat Connect Creators. I don't know if it's a product idea or something. Beat Connect Creators is uh, it's like our service marketplace for people, right? Um, musicians in what we're calling the Be Connect Creators Program, they're going to be able to offer experiences to other people for pay, right? And those experiences can range from like uh, master classes to teach skills and techniques, review sessions so that like a professional musician can give feedback on somebody else's work or somebody's song or somebody's production technique or how somebody in the master class learned their lesson and then practiced that lesson. Um, but also things like jam sessions, you know, like, like I said before, I've been a music fan my entire life and I've worked in music for almost 20 years. And, you know, I, I've been so blessed to meet a lot of my musical heroes, but I've never worked with them. So offered the opportunity to like jam out with like somebody whose music I love or somebody who I, I want to just have the experience of like, guess what I'm doing today? I'm hanging out with, I don't know, St. Vincent over Beacon. You know what I mean? That would blow my mind. Right. So 
I like the idea that my musician friends are going to be able to make money by offering their fans and followers unique experiences that they can't get anywhere else. I love the idea that people are going to get to interact with their favorite uh, musicians in this way, right? Because, you know, we talk a lot about value for money, right? You know, uh, oh, you bought the new car. Was it worth the money? You know, you bought, you you went and got that, you went to that fancy new restaurant. Was it worth, was it worth the money, right? And <clears throat> so often we, especially in music, you know, you go to a show and it's got this huge ticket price and, you know, was it worth going to that show? Well, yeah, but knowing musicians on the other side, I see how little of that ticket price that they get in certain cases. So I love the idea that Beaconet can empower uh, musicians to offer their fans something that they would be doing anyway, a unique experience, whether it's going to be on the concert stage or on the one-to-one -one experience in Beaconet um, for a fair price and then set the price. And, and I can turn around as a user and I could be like, this is something I can do here and nowhere else. That's amazing to me. And I'm so happy to be, you know, Alex and, and, and Nick and the team have let me sort of curate this, right? And it's wild because I can go to all my friends in music and be like, hey, so you know for the last 20 years how we've been talking about how hard it is to make music, uh, sorry, money with music or in music? You know how for the last 10 years we've been talking about how streaming it doesn't pay the bills? Well, I have an opportunity for you to supplement the money that you make from the thing you spend your life getting good at. Right. That's wild to me. The creators project is so near and dear to my heart. And I think it's going to change people's lives, man. And and that's not just musicians, it's fans too. Offering fans an opportunity they can't get anywhere else. That's wild to me. So I, so, I love being the enabler. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So, so we've got this concept that we well described, I think, as this this platform where people, where artists and creators, audio creators can connect using different DAWs, it brings them to a space where they can share things in real time. Um, and what you're saying is you've almost built a layer, almost like Cameo, but instead of getting a video where somebody's doing just a shout out or a happy birthday, you're actually getting to collaborate with this icon that you, that you love. Is that what you're saying? I, that is, I don't know if I would have gone the cameo route, but I can see why, I can see why you did. Well, it's right? like a VIP experience, is, right? It's, it's, it's or, a bespoke experience. Yeah. It's a one of a kind experience, right? right? Yeah. Um, but because BeConnect allows for real-time collaboration for up to five people, that's the person who creates the studio and four people in the studio. Hmm. You know, if I'm teaching, if I'm teaching something like, uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm teaching how to, how to EQ sample, this is my EQ technique, or this is how I put together a trap beat or this is how i write a love song right i can have four people in front of me and you know we talk about collaboration and, and teamwork makes the dream work and two heads are better than one and three heads are better than two or whatever it it offers people the opportunity to have an experience they can't have anywhere else and like you say it is a bespoke experience right because yeah. it's it's not like it's not like i'm sitting in a class with 30 people it's I'm hanging out with this person who's teaching me something. I can ask them direct questions. I mean, we, we've right? seen so much about these um, Beats marketplaces emerge. I can imagine that those same producers that are putting up kind of, you know, their, their um, one for all Beats that people can license and use instead saying, let's get on together. I'll, sh I'll show you a beat I'm working on and then let's customize it for you. And, and you could literally walk away with like a, a commission beat with a favorite producer. Yeah, and and I think that the other part that I think is 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 really amazing um, about that experience, and and we talk about 
the the idea of like a beat maker creating a beat licensing it to somebody else for a fixed cost and then that person can license it forever it puts more power in the hands of the of the of the person that is creating the beat no disrespect to beat marketplaces that buy those beats you know the the beat makers everywhere are very grateful for you some of them are making good money well there you (laughs) go but it puts the choice in the hands of of the performer of Mm -hmm. the creator right and there's and 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 for anybody listening at home who's like going to ask this question, I'm going to tell you: you can do both if you want to. Nobody at right, Beat is going to say, "Oh, you if you're part of creators, you can't sell your beats elsewhere." We don't care. Yeah. We're we're for musicians. Awesome, love it, Alex. What about you? What what else should we know about the future direction of Beat Connect? I think the uh, the big kind of release that we're going to be focusing on for 2022 is uh, is completing the trifecta. So we have Beat Connect that is essentially the uh, collaborative platform where everybody can connect and then you can work together, whatever it is. Uh, you got creators who's essentially a, a, a way for people to bridge and really appreciate, kind of like enjoy the, the connection we're establishing between the content creators and the audience that, that is consuming that content. But the missing piece to that experience is having shared instruments and shared effect and shared sound so that when you're connecting in that environment, you're not just working from your DAW and then sharing sounds back and forth and building something on your own and then kind of assembling it to be connect. We want the experience to transcend that. The instruments, the VSTs and the effects should be 100% collaborative, if you will, 100% compatible with whatever environment you're in. Everything's gonna live in the cloud so that if you're turning a knob on your side on whatever VST you're using, all of the participant in that studio are going to see that knob turn. If you're setting a new a new preset for your instruments, you can share it and propagate it to everybody. So there is no more issue with compatibility. There's no more issue with being out of date. Everything is going to be stored and managed by BConnect so that when you are creating or when you're teaching, this is the missing piece of the puzzle. We've always said that that collaboration and just music creation as a whole if we're going to do it right, and if we're going to do it remotely the way we're, we're envisioning it, it's not just one thing. It's an ecosystem of product that needs to be uh, extremely well meshed together in a single environment. Otherwise, it falls apart. You know, a lot of people have asked why it hasn't been done before. Because you need to go all in. You need to pull a lot of time, a lot of cash, a lot of resource into actually creating that environment. And it doesn't come together in just one product. It's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of different things that you need to get right. And for me, this 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 missing piece that is really going to tie the whole thing together is the ability for creators to really bring in the tools that they know and use them in a collaborative collaborative mind, uh, collaborative ecosystem. Sorry. So for us, this is basically uh, in a for lack of a better term, we call it the marketplace because it's going to be where. As a creator, I can just rent VSTs if I want, or there's going to be a bunch of them that are free because we're focusing on working with communities, uh, Discord communities and and Reaper communities and all those creators that are just looking to create some awesome effects and VSTs. And we're just going to propagate them out there free of charge. 
Wow, that sounds amazing. Uh, yeah, I can see why you wanted to keep going down the path because, you know, when you're collaborating with somebody, maybe they do start to work with an instrument or something. You're like, there's one note I want to change. And you try to explain it and they're like, they get it wrong. Wait, and they try. you try to explain it again and they get it wrong. And you're like, you know what? Can I just do it? No, wait, I'm in the wrong DAW. I can't, I don't have that VST. What, what am I doing? Ah, that is super, super cool. Well, this is really exciting. Um, before we wrap up, it's been a great conversation, real nice deep dive into Beat Connect and, and the mindset you guys have and where you're going. But uh, Alex, we like to do something on Music Tectonics where we get a little sci-fi. <laughs> so where do you see music and production going in the next five to 10 years? In your future vision, what will we see emerge? I, I think you kind of touched upon it before. The VR and the metaverse is unavoidable. Mm. Unavoidable. It's as much, okay, I'm going to be honest with you, as much as I'm a, I'm a skeptic, okay, I don't want to say that every new kind of thing is going to be the future or whatever, but when I think about music creation and when we see how people are, are, are working from home, even if you have two screens, there's never enough room on your screens to actually have all the effects, your DAWs, your library, all that you need to really properly create. And we've been kind of preparing for that by building the next iteration of BConnect to be VR compatible wow. uh, by using Unity and by using all of those different kind of tools that are out there that are, again, community uh, driven because Unity is nothing but one of the best community for, for software creation on that side. So that when you put on your headset and when you start creating with your VR headset, there's no limitation in terms of, of space, all the room you want. So you can connect with people remotely. You can open up a DAW and literally work from there using your uh, your your VR headset. To me, it's it it sounds like a dream in terms of you know okay is is it too far fetched is it too out there? But I think that if if you look realistically at where we're going with the metaverse, somebody's going to do it. Might as well be us. <laughs> awesome. I love that you kept that sort of uh, future-proofing already in place as you're still kind of building things. Super cool. Dave, what about you? Where do you see things going? Well, I think that, you know, to 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 move back into to what you all were saying about the metaverse, uh, I, I dabble in a little bit of the Web3 stuff in terms of like communities and participation in that. Community is very important to me, um, both on a, on, a, on a micro level and a macro level. I think that the internet has, in a, you know, I... <laughs> I almost hate, I almost don't want to say this, but like the internet's like the great love of my life, right? I, I, I've met so many of my best friends on the internet. I've had so many unique experiences that were only available to me because of the internet. And and when I look at, and when I think about Web3 and blockchain and smart contracts and non-fungible tokens and that whole universe, you know, I think that the future of music and production is decentralized, right? Like across the board, right? We Earlier, I was talking about gatekeeping. Well, gatekeeping only works in sort of like the a corporate structure, right? It only works in a centralized structure. The decentralized internet is going to allow for more possibility. Um, I think about I think about things like this, right? Like imagine for a second the, and I'm sure that this already exists on some level, but this is just something that I kick around with a friend of mine the other day. Imagine you created a sample, whatever it was, right? And <clears throat> Right now, you create a sample, you create a beat, you create a whatever, you sell it to premium beat, you sell it to whoever, right? You get a little bit of money up front, that premium beat or whoever can sell it to whoever, right? They can put it in whatever tracks, 
that track goes live, it turns into something that people can stream. It turns into something that people hear on a concert or whatever. So imagine for a second that there's a place that you're buying your samples that the smart, the smart contract that is written vis-a-vis that sample allows for that sample's participation in a given body of music or a given song or a given soundtrack or whatever. What if that relays a certain royalty back to the original creator over the course of its lifetime, over the course of its life cycle and streaming? Right. Um, and I think about the the other royalty structure that we've seen, right? We've seen people who are selling the future royalty contracts of their record as non-fungible tokens on the blockchain. So I buy this thing, there's 10,000 of them owning this entitles me to a certain part of the royalties to that person's record, right? The musician makes money up front, all of a sudden there's not this huge pressure to succeed. This other person is buying a lot, almost a, like a lottery ticket, right? But they're actually literally investing in the person as opposed to investing in the the physical media, like a, like a record or a CD or something like that. I think that's going to change the world for a lot of musicians. And it and, and, and it's already happening. This is not something that is pie in the sky. This is literally already happening. And I had a meeting about this last week with a Montreal-based uh, recording artist that is actually in the B-Connect ecosystem. We were just shooting the breeze and that came up. I think it's amazing. I think that, I think that the longer we go on and the longer the internet exists and the longer all these possibilities within decentralized internet exist, the more it's going to be good for people, individual creators, individual artists, individual musicians, and the people who patronize them and love that music and follow that music and consume that music. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys being willing to go down the future path beyond Beat Connect and uh, getting to hear some 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 of the the passion that you bring to the to the mix beyond what you're working on right now, but putting it into this larger context. It's been a blast talking to you guys. I guess I got to get up to Canada again soon. It's been a little while with this <laughs> pandemic, and I hope they let me in. <laughs> we'd love you to have. Uh, we'd love to have you in Montreal. Uh, whenever. Love it. Can't wait. Awesome. Alex, Dave, it's been great speaking with you. You guys are with BeatConnect. People can find you at BeatConnect.com. Easy to find. Uh, thanks for being on the show. Thanks well, for having us. us. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Music Tectonics. If you like what you hear, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We have new episodes for you every week. Did you know you can dig deeper into all our episodes with the show notes at musictectonics.com. While you're there, look for the latest about our annual conference, sign up for our newsletter to get updates, or get the Music Tectonics app for music tech news. Everything we do explores seismic shifts that shake up music and technology, the way the Earth's tectonic plates cause quakes and make mountains. Connect with Music Tectonics on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and find me, Dimitri Vitsa, if you can spell it, on LinkedIn. Bye-bye. You're listening to Music Tectonics.